Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I'm Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Joe, the Flyers finally have a loss after a 3-0-0 start, the first time they've done that since 2011-12. They dropped to the Panthers on Wednesday night, 4-3. No comeback this time for the Flyers. But overall, a 3-1-0 star, I think a lot of fans would take that. I'm sure the organization would take that. And I'm sure John Tortorella is overall pleased with 3-1-0. Of course, though, a lot to work on. So we're going to look at some of the good. We're going to look at some of the bad here on this podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Joe, overall, though, your impressions from the win over the Lightning uh, and some of the positives you've seen so far from the three 1-0 Flyers. Well, so... I feel like the last two seasons, you go into a place like Tampa, even a place like Florida last night, I know they didn't win, but you get down 2 nothing in both of those games, and those games would snowball. And before you know it, it's four and five goals are up on the board for the opponent. Um, that didn't happen, obviously. The Flyers came back and won the game in Tampa. They came back and tied the game last night. Um and to me, I find both of those things equally impressive. And even though they lost last night, considering that was a back-to-back against two of the probably five or six best teams in the East, I, I was impressed by that. Because when I saw them get down 2 nothing against Florida, that's when I really expected a game to snowfall. Like, this is snowball. This is where, this is where things are going to start rolling downhill on them. It's a back-to-back, second road game, good team up early on them, and it just didn't happen. And to me, that's impressive. Uh, I, I tweeted out last night that the one, one thing you is definitely clear. The team is playing for John Tortorella, and they're playing for themselves. And they're not paying attention to projections, and this team's better than them, that team's better than them, and we don't have anybody that scores, and how about our defensemen, and how about our injuries, and how about our backup goaltender – they're not getting caught up in all that, and they're just going out there and playing. And I'll tell you, this is what we talked about with John Tortorella teams since they hired him. You look at the paper that's going to start 3-0 or a team that's going to go to Florida and go toe-to-toe with teams like Tampa and Florida on back-to-back nights, and then teams do that. And, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it is the accountability. Maybe it is that he doesn't mince words when he talks about how they're playing. But whatever he does, the team competes. And, you know, right now you'd have a hard time saying, okay, they're not going to compete with this team in a game. I'm not saying over the long haul. I'm saying in a game. Because – 
If you were ever going to say that, you would say it about Tampa. Going into Tampa, they won two of the last three Stanley – or two of the last three, right, Stanley Cup? Yep. Yeah, two of the last three Cups. And um, Right, and, and then, you know, the year that before that, they were the number one seed and they got beat by a John Tortorella team in the first round. So, you know, it, it's – I didn't expect it. But I kind of expected it, if you know what I'm saying. I, I expect a John Tortorella team to play like this. I didn't necessarily expect this John Tortorella team to play like this. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably are going to say, oh, it's just three games, 3-0-0. That's nice and fine, but it's a long season. And sure, it absolutely is a long season. And this probably doesn't mean the Flyers are going to be contending for the Stanley Cup, but when they went to Tampa Bay and beat the Lightning uh, in their own building, to me, that, that really signified that they deserve some some credit for what they've done because they haven't done 3-0-0 in a while. They haven't done it since 2011-12. Scott Hartnell was leading that team in goal scoring. Ilya Brezgalov was the number one goalie. So it's been a while since they've won their first three games. So they deserve some credit there. And again, to do it in Tampa Bay, that means something. I mean – you can you could pin the first two wins on while they were playing non-playoff teams from the year prior. They were at home. But it's not like they went 3-0-0 in a three-game homestand. They went down to Tampa Bay. They rallied from two goals down. And they beat a goalie named Andre Vasilevsky, who is regarded by many as the best goalie in the game. So give some credit. And, to I mean, you could probably say John Cooper is regarded as, you know, one of the, if not the best coach in the game. And that's, that's the thing. That part I don't think can be understated. The getting down to nothing part and not folding. Because I think you'd agree. This team would have folded in the last couple years. It would have folded. It would have, you know, we all remember the Madison Square Garden game where they gave up six goals. And, you know, you had multiple defensemen that were minus fives in that game. And things just snowballed, and it was point night for everybody on the Rangers, and that could have happened in either of these games, and it didn't happen in either of these games. Now, Florida ends up with four goals, but listen, if you were to tell me, let's go into a back-to-back situation in Florida. You have your backup goaltender starting the game. He gives up two early goals, and you're down 2 nothing. What's the final score? I'm... I would have probably said five plus for Florida and, you know, one or two for the Flyers. Now, Florida put up four, but they had to work for those four and it was tied in the third period. Yeah. So I, I don't think that kind of stuff can be understated with a young team. Absolutely. And I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways is that they're not falling apart when they go down. And that's a positive. Uh, they very easily could have fallen apart going down two goals against teams like the Lightning and the Panthers. And they haven't. You know, maybe last year a lot of people would would turn the channel if they saw the Flyers go down 2 nothing early in a game, and then they would probably see the final score later that night or the next day and say, yep, that's why I changed it. Right now, if they're doing that, they're seeing either the Flyers won or they're seeing a close loss, and they're saying, hey, you know what? They made that thing interesting. Uh, maybe next time I'll, I'll keep the game on. Uh, and, and that's a good sign is that John Tortorella has them playing a consistent way when they're down or when they're up. Uh, because a lot of teams change the way they play when they go down. They open up, they press, they try to do too much offensively, and it results in goals in the back of their net and games snowballing. The Flyers aren't doing that right now, 
And that's pretty impressive considering they have a lot of youth in the lineup, um, a lot of guys that don't have a ton of experience. So a lot of positives there. And I don't think anyone would have predicted the Flyers going 3-1-0 in their first four games without Cam Atkinson, no Sean Couturier, no Rasmus Ristolainen, uh, no Owen Tippett for the majority of these four games. You know, they're, they're pretty banged up, too. <laughs> and they're, they're missing some guys. And the fact that they have three wins in their first four, I think anybody would take that right now. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Well, Joe, it's obviously not all uh, great things for the Flyers. There are things to look at, things that they can improve. John Tortorella, I'm sure, knows that and is watching film and trying to dissect that probably as we speak. What are some of the things that maybe concern you with the Flyers right now, despite the 3-1-0 record? Well, the injuries continue to concern me because I think at this point they're stretched thin where I'm not sure they can sustain another injury to a key player. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure they can sustain the injuries they already have to key players. But you mentioned Owen Tippett, and that was one that wasn't one coming into the season. Mm-hmm. And now that's an injury. And, and it, you know, at some point the dam is going to – breaks – you know, if you have too many guys in the lineup that don't really are not ready for the NHL yet, quite frankly. So that's a concern. The other concern of mine, and and I'm going to say it was glaring in the first game, is penalties that are being taken away from the play. Mm-hmm. Like penalties that are not like, let's drag this guy down so he doesn't have a breakaway on our goalie one-on-one. It's plays that are at the other end of the ice from where the puck is, you know, many feet away from the action and you're taking penalties behind the play. And I know the Flyers took four in the first period of the first game. And my initial thought was, I wonder if Tortorella is going to bench somebody in this game <laughs> because yeah. – this is not the way you want to start a, a tenure of a coach that's known for accountability and discipline. Um, so the penalties are – that's concerning. It's also a characteristic of a young team. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they use it as a learning experience, but I would say yes. As far as what's going on on the ice, injuries are, you know, for the most part out of their control – so that's a concern. But as far as what's going on on the ice, the penalties that are penalties that don't that are away from the play, I think is a concern at this point in time. Very fair. Uh, that that caught my eye was the number of penalties. Um, their PK has been pretty good, but there's times where I'm like, maybe they're just catching some breaks here on these PKs against some of these better teams. That and you got to figure if you continue to give good teams, yeah. Or, or even average teams, you continue to give them the man advantage, the killers are going to get tired, and eventually you're going to start getting scored on. Yeah. I mean, this is a long season. We're four games in, and if you keep taking penalties, when you're 20 games in, I'm pretty sure the puck's going to start ending up in your own net if you continue to take penalties at this pace. And that wears on your goalie, too, to consistently put your goalie in – shorthanded situations where he has to make these highlight reel saves or just feel a number of shots coming at him that that wears on the goalie uh wears on everyone and that could be problematic and to me also falling falling down in all four games is not a great sign 
Now they have come back. It's great. You know, you can look at on it. On you can look at you know comebacks on on both sides of the coin. On the one side, it's great that they're rallying and they're not out of these games. But on the, on on the other side of the the coin, it's definitely troubling that they're falling down and they've done so now in all four games and they've done so in three of them by two goals or more. As we all know, last season they never had one comeback from two goals down. They have two already, so positive sign there. But it'd be nice to see them jump out and maybe take a lead, uh, build on it, and kind of dictate a game from start to finish. Uh, you seldom see teams play a full 60 minutes and actually control a game from start to finish, but it'd be nice to see them start a game uh, and at least drive it a little bit from the start uh, because I don't think you can consistently fall down to nothing and uh, come back, especially given this team's not going to score a lot of goals. I don't think the roster is rich with goal scorers, uh, so you don't want to have to rely on coming back and catching a lot of breaks um, the rest of the way. So that would be a concern for me is falling down, Joe, because I'm not sure they're going to be able to come back a ton uh, if they keep falling down two goals down. Well, a couple things on that. Um, first, I don't. you don't have to look any further than John Tortorella's mid um like mid period interview that he did behind the bench in early on in that Tampa game when he just flat out said we're playing tentative we're yeah. playing so tentative he was adamant about how tentative they're playing tentative teams are going to give up goals early so unlike previous years we don't have to wonder with this coach why they're giving up goals early and why they're falling behind he told you right there so that's one thing about it and the second thing is um, you know, I'm looking at Saturday will be tough in Nashville. I'm looking at Sunday is a, a, a team against a, a, a Sharks team that no one is picking to be good. They could possibly be the worst team in the NHL. That's the game where I think the Flyers need to come out on their home ice and do that game, have that game where they control the game from start to finish. I don't care if it's against the Sharks. They just need a game like that to say, we can do that. Yeah. That's a golden opportunity early in the season. They need to absolutely take advantage of that opportunity in front of them on this coming Sunday against the Sharks to be on home ice. Absolutely. And a couple of things, too, that have caught my eye. They're entering Thursday. They're last in the league in face-off percentage, uh, win percentage. So uh, I think that's uh, certainly you're seeing the absences of Sean Couturier and Claude Drew, two veteran guys that won face-offs more often than not, and you're seeing a lot of young kids in the dot having to win face-offs. That's not everything. It doesn't always control the game, but uh, winning face-offs can go a long way in terms of having to puck more. Uh, that's something that caught my eye. And then also the shots against. I think they're giving up a little over 35 shots per game. I believe that's in the tops, you know, six. Um, and it just reminded me a little bit of 2020-21, where they got off to that 2-0 start by beating the Penguins uh, twice. Uh, they were scoring a lot of goals, but they were giving up a ton of shots. And it kind of made you think, like, is this eventually going to uh, rear its ugly head and, and start to become goals in their own net? And it did. Uh, the season eventually went awry, and the Flyers did not have a good year uh, in that 56-game season. So I think Tortorella definitely wants to lower that shots per game, and, and hopefully that keeps the puck out of the Flyers' net for them. So those are two things that also caught my eye. Uh, will it eventually kind of outweigh itself? Not sure. 
Uh, but the good thing is they're staying in games and they're coming back. And I do think they've made life easier on Carter Hart. I feel like they've given him the chance to stop the puck, and that's gone a long way. And they've also blocked a good amount of shots. Yeah. So when you think about the amount of shots that are getting through, add to the add to that the shots that are being blocked. Um, it it's a little much. It, that that definitely has to be improved upon. Absolutely, and John Tortorella loves block shots. So kudos to the guys that are blocking shots. They're you know doing the dirty things you have to do to prevent goals. But yeah, if you if you have the puck more and you're not playing defense as much, you're not having to block shots as much. Uh, so I think the Flyers could certainly cut down on their shots against. And maybe give Carter Hart a game where he only has to make maybe 25 saves, 26 saves. Uh, that would look more like a John Tortorella product in my eyes. But tough to argue with 3-1-0, Joe. Would you agree? I think that's something that no one really expected other than probably the people inside the locker room. Right. And, I, and, and I'm just going to point out a couple things here. I, I have this, the, the, the stat, stats open so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when you look down this list here, Travis Konechny – with four goals already. Uh, I, we talk a lot about Konechny, to me, was a player that John Tortorella is either going to clash with or he's going to get the best out of. And early returns are good with Konechny. The addition of uh, six assists from Kevin Hayes, you love to see that because the Flyers are missing their top center. Uh, they don't have Claude Giroux there anymore. So, in essence, they're missing their two top centers from last year. Um, so you, you'd like to see a playmaker emerge and Kevin Hayes has done that early on. And then the addition of Tony D'Angelo with a goal and four assists and, you know, his activity on the power play. I don't know how you, it's, I don't know how you can't be happy with that. And then JVR last, but not least two goals, three assists so far, um, you know, and doing his work around the net, uh, and those particular players I just mentioned kind of jumping off the score sheet early on um, to me is, is, uh, is, is a great sign. And particularly in Konechny's case, I think he fit, he finished last year with 18 goals, correct? I think it was actually 16, 16 goals. Okay. So he's a quarter of the way to last year's goal total already through four games. I mean, that's, I don't know how you could ask for more. Um, and, you know, it. he sounds like a different player. Uh, he looks like a different player than he has over the last year and a half or so. So those, to me, are things that definitely stand out. Yeah, a lot of positives from some of the bigger names that people knew the Flyers were going to have to rely on. Uh, absolutely. And, and, and to me, maybe one of the most underrated – Storyline so far is Provrov and D'Angelo really clicking. I mean, they've looked really good together through four games. I haven't seen a time where I'm like, man, that wasn't pretty, or man, the chemistry was off there, or wow, they got hemmed in their own end because they couldn't get the puck out. They've looked good together. There was a lot of question marks about how how long would it take for them to build chemistry? Would they click? Did they not play enough preseason games together? So far, so good. They look very sharp. D'Angelo really is an advanced puck mover. He makes that first read, and he can get the puck up the ice with one sharp pass. And it's a breath of fresh air for the Flyers, who oftentimes just couldn't get the puck out of their own end. They have a guy that can do it, along with Provorov, who's known for his puck-moving abilities. So if those two continue to play well, uh, the Flyers, I think, will win more games. 
And if you look at Tony D'Angelo on the power play, he's good at playing with the skates at 10 and 2. Yeah. Uh, across, you know, walking the blue line. And I, I, I just don't think that's a, that is a strong part of Ivan Provorov's game. And the Flyers need that in their game. Um, they had it with Shane Goss to spare. Obviously, he's no longer here. Um, they struggled to find it. Ryan Ellis had it. He hasn't played. He's not going to play. So Tony D'Angelo, you have to like what you see at the, the at the point on that power play, distributing the puck, getting the puck toward the net, and being able to do um, – and we saw a little bit of this from Cam York. is a little longer, so he might be able to develop that part of his game. But to be able to receive a pass and get the puck on net all in the same motion, yeah. uh, D'Angelo has done that a couple times. And that's where guys like JVR can be down low and really, you know, get involved in the play. If that puck comes off the backboards, if it gets saved, JVR is right there. And that's really what you want in this power play. And it all starts from the top, and you have to like what you see from Tony D'Angelo so far. And the power play has scored a goal in four straight games to open the year. Last year, they never went more than two games with a power play goal uh, in succession, which is pretty hard to believe, but they had the league worst power play last year. Uh, This year, positive signs there. And a lot of that, as you mentioned, Joe, by Tony D'Angelo. Well, we'll have plenty of more to cover as more Flyers games start to build here. Two over the weekend on NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus and NBC Sports Philadelphia. Saturday in Nashville against the Predators and then Sunday at home against the Sharks, both on our air. Uh, So we'll have plenty more to cover. Joe Fordyce, thank you so much, as always. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru, for always being flexible with our time. And Flyers fans, of course, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we can't wait to talk to you next time.